You're listening to the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast with Chris and Garrett. Hello, and welcome to the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight, Garrett and I are watching the 1987 teen comedy drama celebrating its 34th anniversary this year, a big year, Hiding Out with John Cryer, Annabeth Gish, and Keith Coogan. A little bit of an introduction to this episode, kind of a caveat. This episode was recorded last year. We have been sitting on it for just a little over a year. It's one of the first episodes we did, so the audio is not the best. And it takes us a little while to get into the actual commentary. So there's about 25 minutes or so of Garrett exploring all of the features on his Zoom, trying to figure out how to make it so that he doesn't have lipstick on and he decides to add a beard. And uh, there is a cameo appearance by his wife, Crystal, and there is also an appearance with my oldest son, Colin. He actually joins us for the movie, so you'll hear him kind of scattered throughout making comments. Uh, Before we jump into the movie commentary, this movie came out in 1987, and uh, it was at a time when John Cryer had had pretty pretty successful movies uh, prior, um, not the least of which is uh, Pretty in Pink, which Garrett and I covered back in episode 26. Uh, Hiding Out is different in that Cryer moves from a supporting character to a lead character in this tale of a young stockbroker who gets in trouble with the mob and he has to go hiding uh, from them. He decides to change his appearance, winds up looking a lot younger than he really is, and when he goes to his cousin's hometown, he winds up enrolling in high school to really go undercover, thinking nobody will look for him if he's passing himself off as a high school student. When the movie came out, it was pretty popular with its intended audience. Um, As is often the case with these kinds of movies, the critics weren't so kind. Um, Actually, I take that back. They they did have some nice things to say about the movie. Roger Ebert did call the plot dumb, but he gave it props for how it approached the idea of having to relive your high school experience as an adult. Uh, Other critics called the movie pleasant, called it mild, But I think it was unanimous that both Cryer and the supporting cast got some really high marks for their chemistry, for their humor, for their charm. Uh, And that is definitely the case. Um, This movie, I think, built uh, something of a cult following after its release. Once it was put on cable and then, of course, with home video, I think this movie became um, a much-loved little gem of, of a teen comedy. Um, And that's certainly the case for Garrett and me. We love this movie. Uh, Garrett spent some time last year going down to Wilmington, North Carolina, where the movie was shot, and he checked out all of the locations. I think he actually found some locations that no one else had found before. You can learn more about that on um, Garrett's YouTube channel, All Things 80s with Garrett. He's got some great videos on there about the locations for Hiding Out, so I highly recommend you check that out. It's a great channel. You can also uh, check out his Instagram page. He has some stuff on there about Hiding Out as well. Without further ado, grab your copy of the movie and join Garrett and me for Hiding Out.
appropriate shirt for tonight. Didn't have a Roy Orbison shirt since Roy Orbison's in the movie. Uh, well, he's not in the movie, but he's not in the movie. Can I ask you something? Roy Orbison hiding out. Let me, let me ask you something. Has, has Crystal got something set up where it makes your lips look like pink or red? Because it looks like you have lipstick on. Oh, my gosh. I think she does. She does got this. <laughs> it looks hey, so honey, you got lipstick on. <laughs> she, she had this lipstick thing on. <laughs> Fuck her up, Buttercup. What kind of painting were you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> it's a new feature. Hey, so you're telling me about it. It's a new feature where it yeah, has I, lipstick. I see it on you. Yep, exactly. I don't have to put lipstick on when I'm on my Zoom. That's so that's, cool. Okay, that works, I guess. <laughs> I kept looking at Garrett going, it looks like he has lipstick on. Like, what's going on? I just think that is so cool. I mean. That's hilarious. Okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something for this movie, okay? So here we go. We're going to do this. Too bad you couldn't do something to make, like, the sides of your head look like you'd bleached your hair. Because then you really would have been, like, looking like you would have been set up appropriately for the movie. I did. Y'all have the cool version of, of Zoom. I like I don't. I don't know. All right. I was I was trying to mess with it, Chris. I was trying to do trying to give me a full beard. I was trying to give me a full beard and try to do the whole hiding out part. Like that would have been I wish that there was a way that like you could do the beard and if I could do one or you know, I could be the beard and then you'd be the one that has like Oh the, there you go. Oh yeah, it came in. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hey, I'm getting under your skin under your beard. Getting under your beard. There you go. So in honor of John Cryer hiding out, Garrett's in the full beard tonight. <laughs> hey, hello, ladies. Hey, I don't it's not bad. It's like I think yeah. you're on something there. I'm on to something. I think this is kind of like it looked like it was going into your ear, so that's not a good thing. Are you digging? Are you are you digging it, honey? Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. uh, 80s appropriate. Yeah, this is it. This is my this is my John Cryer hiding out. This is for you, buddy. <laughs> All right, I didn't even know that. See, she's te she's teaching me. Oh, and now my uh, my eyebrows are. <laughs> this is gonna be. This is going to be one wild. <laughs> you look like you ought to be in a boy band. Yeah, this is going to be, it's, it's going to be a fun, a fun. <laughs> and now you're in the, you're sick. You're in the, you're, you're in a Ricola commercial. <laughs> this is a Bob Ross painting behind me, man. Nothing but happy trees. That was great. Your beard is on your hands now. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's an illusion. I'm like the magician from Las Vegas. That's right. If you put your hand in front of your face, it'll be like you got the. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you like? I like. <laughs> I like you. I like you a lot. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. 
so so you are familiar with the locations where this was shot right yes i am yeah um so um so yeah when i was in college i actually i went okay i i mean i was you know like back then it was all about um this is crazy i'm gonna do this it's gonna it's going up but um when i was in college if i mean i'd heard i'd heard that and I don't know who told me that, but somebody told me that it is. Maybe it was you. I don't. I don't remember. I remember somebody telling me that it was filmed in Wilmington. Maybe yeah. it was just like kind of like folklore. Maybe at that time, because you know we didn't have Google or anything, so people probably just talked about it. Say, oh yeah, that movie was filmed, you know, in North Carolina and whatever. But I thought it was um, all. I thought I thought all that was filmed in New New Hanover High School, which is on Market Street. Mm-hmm. And so like I remember going by there and looking and kind of like going okay this is cool and whatever but actually i was doing a little bit of research today because i was because i didn't know exactly but like the main high school was actually where they filmed was not there even though they did the gym scene and something else was filmed there but it was like down the street a little bit and it was at um what's it called uh try to write it down Tile Tile Stone School. It's a oh, it was a it was a it was a school, and, it, and I think a Catholic Church uses it now uh, for offices or something. Yeah. But it wasn't being used at the time, and that's why they were that's why they filmed there. And it looks the architecture looks like it's something out of, out of Wilmington, out of UNCW, which is not very far away. And there's actually a picture of like both those buildings side by side, and I mean the, the architecture could fit right on UNCW's campus. Of where that of the the of the school that they used, but it is I mean it was only four miles away from where I lived in college, which is really wild. I mean that I was that close, um, and then of course like there's a roller skating ring that was down on shipyard that was used, um, and there's some other little places that you can see. Yeah, you know around Wellington. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this again. It's been a long it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, same here. I uh, I think I mentioned last time. Um, I'm especially looking forward to it one because I remember really enjoying it, but also because um, one of my theater professors at UNC Greensboro um, back in the late '80s uh, has a small part in this movie. Um, she plays a waitress in the uh, diner where there's like a big shootout, um, but she has like a I think she has a couple of lines in the movie, but. Um, Oh, that's pretty cool. Her name's Lori Lindbergh. Uh, she's a terrific actress um, and, a, and a great teacher. She's probably one of my favorite teachers from the two years I was in Greensboro. Um, her husband is also an actor. His name is Barry Bell. And back in the 80s... Are you recording this? You need to record this, dude. This is good yeah, stuff. I am. I, I am. Okay. Um, so back in the 80s and uh, 90s, uh, Lori and her husband, Barry... Um, did quite a few movies down in Wilmington. Uh, Barry was in Maximum Overdrive, which was the Stephen King movie with Emilio yep. Estevez. Uh, he played one of the, um, I think he was like a garage mechanic or somebody that worked at the truck stop. Um, and it was, it was a decent sized part. I mean, he had a, had a number of lines and he, he, I think he actually survived. He, he was one of the survivors at the end. <laughs> um, not many of those. No, definitely not. Um, and I also had uh, the, the pleasure of um, working with, with Barry, um, I guess it was the summer after my freshman year, I was working with, the, they had a summer theater, summer repertory theater 
uh, through UNC Greensboro. And uh, he was involved in some of the plays that we did. And so I got to know him. And of course, since Lori had been my teacher the year prior, um, I really got to spend a lot of great, you know, a lot of fun times with them and, and hang out with them. And um, they're just, they're great people. They're, they're the kind of people that I remember after I left Greensboro, I really hoped that they would hit it big, you know, and like get like a really big role and just kind of right. take off for them. Um, it, it didn't, I mean, they, they, done like parts here and there and i think they left greensboro and the last i heard of them i think they were they're still teaching um they both teach acting in college and i want to say maybe they're up around up in virginia somewhere now but uh okay. anyway Lori's a great actress um i learned a lot from her um and uh so it'll be fun to see her again uh in this and then uh annabeth gish which i was just telling colin uh went to duke university I did not know that she went to Duke. In fact, and, and I think I was thinking that you and I saw her once, but I don't think it was you. I think it was actually Randy Stewart. We were at the movie theater at South square when it was still open. So this right. was like late eighties, very early nineties. And uh, I saw her, she was there with a girlfriend and I guess some guys that they were dating or whatever. And I remember she looked my way. And as soon as I saw her, like, I know my eyes must've bugged out of my head. Cause I was like, that's Annabeth Gish. <laughs> but she kind of had that look like, oh, somebody recognized me, you know, so because she had done prior to going to Duke, she had done this movie. She had um, done, there was another movie she did called Shag. And I think there was one other thing she did. So she was, you know, she had done some movies prior to going to Duke. Um, but yeah, she, so I actually saw her in person and, uh, so yeah, but she's a great actor. Cool. Yeah, I just looked that up. I just, I mean, yeah, yep. Yeah, that she, is really, you know. And then she year, wound she's up. She's a year older. She's a year older than me. She's a year younger than you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the year that I saw her, uh, she probably was a sophomore. Yeah, she would have had to have been a sophomore. So that would have been not. I would have been. That would have been ninety-one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she would have been 90, would have been a fresh, should have been what they call first years now, not, yeah. not freshman anymore, but yeah. a first year and then should have been, yeah, so 91, she would have been, she would have been a, um, should have been a, been a sophomore at Duke. Yeah. That is really cool. I did not know that. That is awesome. Yeah, and she's a great actress too. I mean, she's oh, yeah, I've enjoyed, yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, she was, she was on the X Files, uh, for a couple of years and, um, she was also on a show. And that's who she, she married a stuntman from the X-Files. And that's what she's got. They have uh, two right? children. I didn't know they, that. Yeah. Yeah. They have two children. She married, well, she married a stuntman, Wade Allen. And um, okay, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm seeing that now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. She was also on a show that was on AMC that um, I really, really liked, but it just didn't, I mean, it, it ran for three seasons. It was called uh, Halt and Catch Fire. And it was, they shot it down in um, Atlanta, I believe. And she had a role, I think, in the second and third seasons of that. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's good to see she's still working and, and everything. She's a good actress. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, oh, so really, okay, I was waiting until we make sure we were on. So, uh, so I did the post. Yeah. And, okay, well, well, let me, I'll back up. So here today, I was like, I was trying to do some research on the film without, I didn't want to like read any more about the, okay. I've not, 
I think I've seen this movie one time since I saw it in the theater. I remember going to the theater to see this, yeah. which I was, and I was like, <laughs> I must have been, uh, what, <laughs> this movie only made like $20,000, 19, it made 19441 bucks. Like this budget, it, what it, what it made. And it was like, it made $19,000 profit. That's what it, it, it just about broke yeah. dead even. Um, you, uh, I, you see who liked your post? Yeah, I was about, I'm, gonna, I'm about to say this. Yeah. On here. yeah. So, um, so here I was, so I was doing a little, I was doing research. And so I was like, oh yeah, that Keith Coogan guy. So like, yeah. I liked him and a ton of different stuff. But I mean, oh, yeah. like, I, he, he has a look about him that just like, I don't know if it's the eyes or whatever, but it's like, he's very distinguished looking. I mean, just like, it's like well, he just, that, remember like, who he is. If you were a child of the eighties, which you we know were, him. Yeah. He was everywhere. I mean, I, right. what I remember him from like before hiding out, I remembered him from adventures and babysitting. That was like, you know, yes. where I most remember him, but you know, he did a lot of stuff in the nineties that I remember. Like uh, the one movie that comes to mind uh, was toy soldiers. Yep. And I think you and I actually saw that when it came out originally. I think we did bunch of folks and then of course don't tell mom the babysitter's dead that's another uh, one yeah like another babysitter movie yeah yeah so yeah he's he's uh he's a great actor so that's really <laughs> i noticed i was like oh somebody liked this cool so i clicked on it after i liked it i was like oh it's keith coogan yeah i was like i was like oh my gosh I was yeah like, so i had a screenshot that to make sure when it, when, I, when it popped up on my when it popped up on my thing and it said i was like my eyes about bugged out i was like i just i totally geeked out i was like yeah. He likes my post. I was like, this is yeah, really cool. That's like, pretty cool. That yeah, is pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's still, he's still doing some stuff. Like he's still acting, which is, you know, he is. Yeah. So I was, looking, I was, I was reading more about him than I think I did John Cryer today. Well, it's like, you know, to... who cares about John Cryer? Like what happened to him? Like he just well, fell yeah, off. Yeah. It's like that poor fella. It's like, uh, no, I, oh, I know, I, man. He must have been like sipping on that tiger blood right after Charlie did because he is winning, yeah. winning. Yeah. And he and he took that Lenny and he took that Lenny Luther role from Superman Four yep. and said, "I'm going to forget Lenny. I'm Lex." And I'm like, yeah. "That was." And you know what? I got to say, I'm glad you brought that up. And and I know we got to start watching the movie, but. Um, you know, you and I, I think, are on the same page that like Michael Rosenbaum is like oh. Lex Luthor. Oh, and he's I, the. I mean, he's sorry, sorry, John Cryer, but yeah, he is. But, he is. But John Cryer really impressed me. Like, I mean, you know, I was not expecting when I heard he was going to be playing. Lex, of course, yeah, thought, no one thought so. But I was pleasantly surprised. So you know, it's um, and you know, I, I'll be honest. I've always liked him. I've always, I mean. I think about a lot of the stuff that he did, not just like Pretty in Pink and, and then Hiding Out. Um, he was also on a show that, uh, it was a TV show that was right about the time, um, i trying to remember the timing of it. It was, uh, let me see, let me, let me see if I can figure this out. So um, it was called, um, oh, what was the name of it? Uh, it was the, I'll, I'll, I'm pulling it up. I will tell you what it is. Just give me one second here. It was in the late 80s. And the famous Teddy Z. It was 1989 to 1990. This was a, a TV show. It was one of those. Was it on Fox? <laughs> uh, I think it was on CBS, if I remember correctly. Oh. 
but it was um, it was created by the guy who, if I remember correctly, who created WKRP in Cincinnati. And it was kind of inspired by a true story where, um, so the character Cryer played, he like worked in his family's bakery and like he, I forget the premise, like what exactly happened, but somehow he befriended this like amazingly popular actor who was a bit quirky. And the actor was so impressed with Cryer's character. He said, I'm going to make you my agent. And so it's kind of like he's been thrust into this position where now he's like an agent for this, you know, megawatt movie star. And so the the actor sets him up like in his, I guess the, the agency where he was, and he winds up having to work with, I think the guy who used to represent this actor. And so it was basically this sitcom about this kid learning how to become like a Hollywood player and just being completely out of his depth, but he's like a really good guy. Like he's, you know, he's not, you know, conniving or backstabbing. Yeah, he's got his, he, he's got his client's yeah. best interest. Yeah. If I, if I remember correctly, it's like he was working in the mailroom of the agency or something like that, but he impresses this guy. And so he makes him an agent and it, it's just, but it was, it, it only lasted, I want to say like not even a full season. I think it was like maybe 20 up, ep- 20 episodes tops. Um, yeah. But it was one of those shows that it was canceled, even though the critics loved it. And audiences that actually watched it loved it, but it just didn't take off. Just didn't get enough time. Yeah, so it's one of those shows that, you know, sometimes if there's ever, like, TV critics talking about, like, shows that were amazing but got canceled before their time, the famous Teddy Z usually pops up on that list somewhere. So all that to say, um, I've always liked Cryer. And, um, you know, I've, I've been pleased to see that, like, his career is, you know, still growing strong and he's still doing stuff. And, I, I got one John, Cry- John Cryer story before yeah. we get – yeah, so I was fortunate enough. We, we were um, – here we got married, got married in Vegas, did a honeymoon, and you were there in, in Las Vegas. Yep. We did, we, we did, we did our honeymoon in, in, um, in California, and we went into – LA after going to Santa Barbara and cutting a few other places, but we went into LA and we did a couple movie, like some movie stuff. And, and I was uh, able to get tickets or whatever to see the, it was a season premiere of like, I don't know, it was like season seven or season eight of two and a half men. And um, we oh, got to see it. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that. And, um, and I was, so I, so we got to see, so I got to see, you know, of course I got to see Charlie Sheen and um, John Cryer and, and the rest of the cast and whatever. And uh, that was just a really neat experience. I've, I, cause, cause, cause I got to see like Charles and Charles be taped years ago, but prior to that. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole nother story for another time. We'll have a, a Scott Bayo moment or something and we'll talk about that one. But, uh, but, but the thing is about John Cryer, I remember that and about, you know, like, I mean, it was, it was it was amazing to see how many takes they would do on certain things, trying to get the joke right. If something wasn't, you know, like if something wasn't working, they would they would stop and they would like, and they would say, okay, how about trying this? And they would do a different like a different line, trying to make it funnier, right? Um, and everything. And but one of the things about John Cryer was, and in, in the difference between him and Charlie Sheen, and and um and John Cryer, if you ever watch this, I like I love you, buddy. Um, is that 
I remember it's like John, but like John, okay, uh, Charlie Sheen reminds me so much of like I I call that show like the Andy Griffith of it's like the it's like a modern day Andy Griffith because like Charlie Sheen is like Andy Griffith he plays a straight man and you got John Cryer and he's a lot like he's, he's a lot like Don Knotts just kind of quirky quirky and you know just over yeah. the top and that but I remember they were they were eating they were doing a breakfast scene and John Cryer kept he was like he was he was sitting there like like cutting like he was cutting sausage or whatever and he had his fork in one hand a knife in another and he was just doing this thing and he was trying to do his lines. And he kept messing them up. I mean, and, and I don't know if he was getting, and it wasn't, I mean, I'm not, you know, it was, he's probably, tr- he was trying to try to be funny or whatever. And like Charlie Sheen was just, you could tell he was just kind of like, all right. It's like another take, another take, another take. And John Cryer would laugh or do something. He'd be, it'd be, it'd be it would crack him up laughing. And Charlie Sheen just stayed straight face the whole time in character, did his thing like that um but it was i don't know it was just really cool about you know like seeing those guys play off each other uh and work together it was really well to um before we jump in yeah just to add to that Lori, my former teacher um so she worked on this movie and about the same time she or not long after she worked on weekend at bernie's again small part in it a couple of lines she said that working with John Cryer and Jonathan Silverman, she said they were just two genuinely sweet guys. Like she said, they were so down to earth. And I remember her saying that John Cryer, she said he is such a sweetheart. Like he was just so much fun to work with and just easy. Like she's, she's like, kind of like, you know, what you see him in interviews and how, you know, just kind of his easygoing nature she said that's exactly how he is in person. He's just really sweet and down to earth. So his articles are, I mean, like anytime he has an interview I read, it's like going, he's very like animated, but he talk. I mean, he gives you a lot of background information. And a couple of stuff I read on his tweets are like very informational too, talking about, he was talking about, um, about, it was actually something just, just recently he was talking about the time machine thing from back. He, you know, he, 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 uh, he auditioned for Marty McFly and he was talking about, he was talking about the script about how it was supposed to be yeah. a telephone booth and not a DeLorean. Right. And he went through and he, and they talked about how they used that in, um, in the Indiana Jones film. And, um, later on, which we'll talk about that some other time, but I mean, really it's just, I mean, he's very cool. I mean, he gives you a lot of good information in his stuff. He's like, he'll yeah. tell you a lot of like tidbits that you just don't, you know, like always get. So it's pretty cool. It's true. It's true. We ready to watch? I'm ready to watch. All right. So I will, uh, okay. I understand. I've got it at zero. Have you got it at zero? No, I'm going I'm to back it up to zero. Okay. I got it at 39. I don't know. I don't, I don't how that works itself out that way. <laughs> I really don't. I don't. Yeah, there's clouds. How about we try to sync it up when, like, uh, we'll pause it. Studio Canal? Are you seeing that? Not yet. Yeah, now it's the, yeah, yeah, I got it. Studio Connect, yep. Okay, hold on a second. Let it's me... a black screen with Studio Canal. Yeah, that's what I got. All right, okay. we'll start there. And we may be a little off, but that's okay. Okay, we'll get it. We'll get it worked out. All right, All right I'll count it down from three, two, one play. Yeah, I'm just, I think I'm just, yeah, it's my says DG. 
Yep. DeLorentz. I'm just a tad bit behind you, I think. Just by. DeLorentz, uh, Dino DeLorentz, he owned the studios down there in Wilmington for a while before Screen Gems took it over. Oh, I did not know. Okay, that's cool. Yep. Oh, now I do remember. Okay, it says Boston, New Hampshire, Maine. Now, now I remember going. I remember going down there and searching all around Screen Gems. Look, were you with me when we did this? Because I felt like we went around looking. I, I went around looking to see if I could find Annabelle, Annabeth, whatever her name is, Gish. Um, but I, I went around looking for um, at the studio because because that was right after um, what's his face died, Brandon Lee. Oh yeah, yeah, and, I think we did actually. Yeah, we went. I mean, we went all around that place, dude. I remember us going like around the backside, trying to like get look at the look at the. I've seen that guy and other stuff too. And I have to say, for Cryer, that beard really does make him look like an older man. Yeah, he was tw he was twenty one years old when he did this. He looks older than twenty one with that beard. I mean, he you know, does he does look older than twenty one with this? Yeah, he yeah. really does. Do a good job of making him look. It almost looks as good as mine. I mean, <laughs> but he really does pull it off. I mean, when he shaves the beard, dyes his hair, I mean, he does look like a teenager. Well, you know, this is only like a year and a half removed from like Pretty in Pink. So oh, we're, you know, yeah. like we're not that far. Yeah. A little bit of trivia the guy that directed this, Bob Giraldi. He's also the man who directed Michael Beat Jackson's it. Beat It video. Yep. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> it's so funny, this being a late 80s movie. This is kind of the height of yuppies and, like, Wall Street and, you know, just a... Almost like a period piece. But yeah, I saw your, your comment on, on Instagram. It's like, this was like a heyday for him. I mean, he had like four movies come out. So do you remember, okay, okay, when this movie came out, it said it was John Cryer hiding out. Well, the poster, the movie poster says John Cryer is hiding out. Right. Yep. But like when you, but when you look at it on internet now, it's all about, it just says hiding out. Yeah. Well, I think part of that was because at the time, I mean, he did have, you know, from P Pretty in Pink really made him, you know, a hot commodity. So when I went to see this, I remember thinking, and I started watching, and I'm going, 
as opposed to be him, it's like John Cryer hiding out. Yeah. And then it's like he's in, I mean he's playing somebody else, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I really was. I mean, you know, but again, I was the tenth grade, so you know. You know what? That actress right there with the green coat. Mm-hmm. She was in Groundhog Day. Oh, was she the one who? Um, she the, was. The, she was the girl that, that Bill Murray picks up. Yep, yep, that's her. I do. Yes, I remember. That is her. Yep, that's her. Yep, she that was her. Her name is Marita Garrity. What was her What was her name in Groundhog Day? Nancy. Nancy. This is Nancy. Nancy, <laughs> Nancy Taylor. Nancy Taylor. This is on. Phil. Phil Connors. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> Bing. Yeah, that guy's awesome. She really hasn't done anything since uh, 2008. Yeah, she was, uh, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, this was like my, It's like fall of my fr- my sophomore year, high school. So it would have been your fall of your senior year. Yeah. When this movie came out. Yep. I th- I think I saw it in the movie theater. I want to say I did. I think you know Jeff Smith and I might have gone to go see it. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could remember. Like, I don't remember. I mean, I remember seeing it. I probably saw it at Willowdale, most likely. Yeah. I think that's where we saw it. Yeah, I think that's where it was playing. What's what's interesting, I bet you we probably, if we did enough digging, we probably could figure out where it played. Yeah, there's there's your your awesome eighties yeah sound systems. Not even a silencer. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> what kind of hitman are you? Don't even use a silencer. 
be that put a pillow or something. You know, they would have done that back in the eighties. <laughs> they would have put a pillow over them. Went silencer sound of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, according to my Jack Reacher films, they don't sound like that in real life. By the way, but no, they don't. That's all movie. Government government agent. Yep. Oh, what's his face on the left? Uh, what was his name? He was on the West Wing, and he was also in Presumed Innocent with Harrison Ford. What's that guy's name? John. Um, John Spencer. He's dead. <laughs> There he is. Oh, Trivia Pursuit. How cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something that's something about everybody played in uh, in that time frame. So I guess it's yeah. only fitting they put it into a movie. I was thinking I need to go down to Wilmington and do a little, um, yep, do a little photo shoot here of this. Uh, yeah, that. But I. But uh, but but we couldn't do this one. This <laughs> getting to Boston may be a little hard. Here we go. We're going to see Lori in just a second. Oh, awesome! There she is.
And you said she was your. Uh, she was my, one of my uh, theater teachers. She she's actually here's I'm gonna give Lori credit where credit is due. She taught the class that helped me get rid of my southern accent because I had a pretty pretty bad southern accent when I went to college. She was my voice teacher and she helped me get rid of my my twang. Such an 80s villain. I love it. No knives. <laughs> that run is up. I was going to say the same thing. Well, he's got shotguns and rifles. And yeah, I know. It's like he's got a whole arsenal there, man. Got to catch that train. Get it, get it. It's a Planet Fitness train. It's purple and yellow, by the way. Did he just flip us off? He sure did. Yeah, because, you know, like, that's what you're thinking when you get shot at. Seriously, I'd be thinking, I need to get inside this train. <laughs> I remember her talking about that. She had that lie. She says, I had a Dracula hairdo. So this was all shot in Wilmington. 
this the interiors the exteriors were in new york but these interiors were at the studio So what I was reading that this is, I think the the movie's supposed to be that he goes his his where he ends up going is in I think it's in Delaware. Yeah, yeah. But obviously we know that is he's in Wilmington, North Carolina. Well, having having gone to Delaware, there's Keith. There he is. And then that's and then that's John Cryer's real mom right there. That's right. Yeah, I remember she was in Wretched Cryer. Uh huh. <laughs> we a little tense. Thanks, Mom. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and there it up. Just days from getting his learner's permit. And that looks like it would be a North Carolina store. Yeah. <laughs> Not Delaware. <laughs> Not to, yeah, late 80s. Yeah, that's North Carolina. That's. If anybody winds up listening to this who's from Delaware, uh, let me just say, I'm sorry you live in Delaware. Um, having spent a, a week there, I think, almost, um, I was all too ready to come home. Yeah, this is definitely not Delaware. This is North Carolina right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, she is definitely North Carolina. Yep.
You're giving a bloody shirt. That's great. Yep, that's that's uh, that's Wilmington, right? It looks like downtown Wilmington, or like you know, kind of the old historic. Yep, not far off. There we go. We've driven past that school. Yep. So um, now that's it says Topsail High School, but the real Topsail High School was in Hampstead. Right. Looks nothing like that. <laughs> Is that the actual interior of the school? You know? Well, you know, I, I don't know if anybody really. Well, I mean, I'm sure somebody knows, but um, yeah. But it was not a work. It was not a. It was not a. It was not an active school at the time, so it's very, very well possible they could have, uh, they could have used it, or they could have studied on, did it on the set. I mean, did you know, like at over at Screen Gems or whatever it was called then. <laughs> Registrar. Where's my son? You need to put a mask on. Everything. Oh, you recognize him? Macaulay Culkin's uncle. Wait till you see him. You little jerk. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Home alone.
Yeah, that probably was filmed there. Because <laughs> look, look how small that... Yeah. And that is such an 80s shirt they got on Keith. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's, he's, like, creeped out. <laughs> and that guy what's that guy's been in he's been in some stuff i'm trying to remember i mean yeah you're right he has um Oh my gosh. If this is the guy that I'm thinking, uh, he died in 2017. His name's Tim Quill. Oh, he did die. And he was in Argo with uh, and 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 you and I saw that with Ben Aff the right. Ben Affleck movie. Right. Let's say that was the last movie he did. I think. That's sad, there, man. His his wife died. So 50, he'd be fifty-seven. So man, so yeah, he's a lot. He's a lot older. Yeah. He's playing a high school student, you oh, know, yeah. talking about. And that voice, I know, yeah, she's been in some stuff too. I think high school. So I'm looking at the credits list. Apparently Joy Behar is in this movie. It was our first movie, dude. She ever did her first credit, adding credit. Yeah, it was in, yeah. It,
I was reading something about this that um, it's funny that here she's she's actually writing a paper against Nixon, and here she plays Nixon's daughter in the movie Nixon in the nineties, yeah. and she's going to defend Nixon. That's kind of ironic. He's wearing driving gloves. <laughs> he is trying. <laughs> That's Market Street right there. Yep. <laughs> I can't take any more. John Cryer was 21 when he made this movie. That guy's got a topsail jacket on.
<laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> do you know where this house is? I do not. <laughs> you let me but I need to go find out. I need to. I need to do some. I expected you to have like a list, itemized list of all of the locations. Oh, I remember. Oh, this is that guy, that actor. Um, he was in one of the movies that I worked on. Uh, the movie I worked on, like in Nancyville. He just sent me a thousand bucks. I really think you should go to Duke. I don't think you should say yourself short. going cow tipping. <laughs> <laughs> this roller skate this roller skating rink I think is in Wilmington. It's at Wilmington and it's still open by the way. I, I've been there before. I'm doing jelly beans. Yeah, I, I went in college a couple times.
This song, man, was popular during that time frame. Yep. Catch me up on it, yeah. Yep. Catch me a falling. So was this like on the soundtrack? So what? This was on the soundtrack, and I think didn't they do a video that used footage from the movie? I don't. I don't remember. Supposedly on the gag and real thing, you can see that this these cups are taped. So I know that Cryer was 21 when he did this, but how old is his character in this? I don't remember. Did they 27 say or 28, I think that's – I read. Well, he's basically like 10 years older than her, right? Right. Yes, in the – yeah, because um, he was looking at like – And the, and that old couple who they showed a minute ago when they did the couple skate thing, they those were the original owners of the skating rink before they sold out. Oh, there you go. Roy Orbison. Ryan. And this was like, they asked him to do this song, like to remake it, like with, because he did it with Katie Lang or whatever. Yeah, that's Katie right there singing. He reminds me of Pete Davidson for some reason. He does. He does. I'm about to say. That's a good call, Colin. So that's, I think we need to have, we need to set up a remake of this movie with Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete Davidson, too. Pete Davidson hiding out. <laughs> Incognito and German.
That was a very innocent kiss. Crying, crying. Okay, I gotta find, gotta find the, gotta find the cemetery. Walk the. G man. He just goes. <laughs> he jumps the fence and just goes going through the gate. <laughs> Have to look and see if uh, go check that school out. See if they have those windows anywhere near the stair in their stairwell. Yeah, as long as tall. Cause see, I know they used. Now I did know that that they used uh, inside New Hanover High School, which is on Market Street, went very far from there. Yeah. Uh, for the it's where there's a gym scene and whatever they use. So I don't know if they use any 
that could have used uh, some interior shots in that high school since it was a work in high school. Yeah. And I don't know what time of year this was filmed in either. I don't know. I know it was released in November. I don't know when it was actually filmed. Uh, I mean, it probably, you know, with film production cycles back then, it probably was shot like a year before. Because even something like this, I mean, it probably was, the shooting schedule was probably like three months. But getting stuff like produced and, you know, and all the things that we had to do, I mean, it, it, it took a while, so... President Lex Luther. I mean, yes, Maxwell. So I might be able to figure out. How oh, the master president has like that, that dot matrix printer. Yep. I noticed that too. Yep. Okay, so the filming dates, uh, this was actually, um, this is a short filming schedule uh, from the end of March to, of the end of March 87 to the end of April 87. It was like almost a month shooting schedule for this. And then it came out the following November. Wow, okay. Yeah, this is a pretty fast schedule turnaround. Where'd you find that? Where'd you find that? I am the dates on that. I am DD. I think I had those brand of skates. That's what's hilarious. They're, they're not very expensive.
<laughs> it's weird, you guys. I guess I was seeing you here for a week. It's like, where, where are you? Oh man, that sweater he's wearing—that's something. I think I had one, probably a little different color, but 
the same style. I have to go. We didn't walk to the back of the school. We go up there and go to Wilmington and check that out. That was like us in the be in the back. Come to my house tonight, <laughs> 's <laughs> like a mug shot of John Cryer on the yeah Topsail Bay Delaware yeah. Colin just said that uh, the sweater he's wearing he thought it was cool it was back then I mean yeah that would have been I would have worn a sweater like that but I think I had a sweater similar to that Yeah, I had some wild sweaters. I had some sunglasses like that, too. <laughs> Try to be a beetle? I actually had sunglasses like John Cryer wears in this. The um, there was I used to remember the name of them.
It briefly showed a school bus. I bet you had North Carolina on the school bus. Probably. If I'm not mistaken, is he wearing um, – Patrick's wearing uh, – looks like Air Jordans or was. Okay, supposedly this was filmed at Air League Gardens, which is in Wilmington. Oh, yeah. That's definitely an 80s shirt she's wearing. Yeah. Isn't that the shirt Patrick was wearing? <laughs> it's almost the same one. <laughs> What's been going on, Patrick? 
Vikings. <laughs> they had a limited number in the in the props department. It's that wardrobe, so they had to say, okay. Cheer, <laughs> Colin. Uh, what is what's Colin saying? I'm Chris Hansen. Why don't you take a seat over there? <laughs> I could get in jail for you. Pretty good. <laughs> Put myself in danger and get arrested. <laughs> Pete Davidson's heart. <laughs> <laughs> Probably gonna go to New York City, get on Saturday Night Live, you know, just make a movie, make during, some movies, make a movie during COVID nineteen. I'm gonna date that girl from Serendipity, you know, the hot one. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know, Ariana Grande. Fortunately, yeah. Yeah, it's fake. Yeah. yeah. Evil Dead 2. That's downtown. Well, Something I read that this was that the, the front of this is still open, but the back, they tore it down and the, the back side of it's tore down, but the huh. front, is, you can still see the front of it.
she's not going to make it home alive tonight. <laughs> and it's Suzuki. <laughs> what? <laughs> for us, for us. Look who it is. Mr. Folgers. I mean, Mr. Maxwell House. He's right there, man. You just missed him.
What did you say about me, Max? Yeah, so, so this was, was filmed over at uh, New Hanover High School. Yeah. So it does make you, I don't know if the inside, but supposedly the, the props they got, like the pirate stuff, yeah. was all taken from, from Thompson High School up in up at Hampstead. So I guess that way they didn't have to uh, – You know, like reinvent the wheel that is that is used their yeah. stuff. And that school and this and the school where they where they originally filmed, they there's no way they had a gym anywhere near the size, so Yeah, Tops of High School, and, and that's really Tops of High School's marching band.
He was a stand-up guy, wasn't he? Come on, man. Come on, Jander. Show us what you got, former boxer. There you go. There you go. Oh, he's a boxer. There we go. Now we're talking. Nice. Yeah, now we're talking. Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. Any <laughs> <laughs> monster is growing up. Like, I don't think he'd be running from John Cryer. I'm no, no offense to John, but. Hey, how can we make this seem very dramatic? We're in a gym, you know, with an assassin trying to kill us. Daylight. <laughs> No! <laughs> the light! I'm melting! The burst in the flame. <laughs> the slow clap with everybody. Clap. The Lucas slow clap. There we go.
God, that hair. Yeah. Still just makes me go, oh. It looks worse even there. It does. Just a couple years later, you're seeing her at Durham. Yep. Is this UNC? Probably. This is Iowa. That's what she looked like when I saw her at Duke. Her hair was short like that. Oh, I remember. Yeah. And Maxwell Hauser didn't? Okay. Yeah, seriously. It's Chris and Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit later. 
a little bit later, but Chris Turner hiding out in Roxborough. John Cryer was hiding out. Colin said that was pretty good. It was good. It was. It was. I mean, I, I always remember, like, after I saw it, there's Lori Lindbergh. Lori Lindbergh. Uh, Interesting diner. Uh. What was I going to say? Um, yeah, it, this, you know, when this came on cable, you know, I remember, you know, I would, I would watch it again because I just, it was a fun movie. It was, you know, it was entertaining. Yeah, I had a good, I mean, good little story and. going to bed and had the song catch me off falling you know there you go i mean what's that would you say and it had the song catch me off falling i mean you can't go wrong either way i mean <laughs> a roy and had a roy crying i mean yeah i i want to say that one of the songs from the soundtrack it used footage from this movie I may be wrong. I may be remembering it differently. Let's see if. Okay, I'm. I'm. Yep, catch me on falling. It just got the yep the video for that. I thought it was that one. Yep. Yep. I did not even. I did not. That's a good call, man. That's good. I did not even. Surprised I remembered it. Yeah. Yep. Anchors Away, performed by Topsail Junior Senior High School Band. Yep. So they even got credit for it in the. And I want to thank Massachusetts Film Commission. But does it say anything else about it? Does it say that uh, so much stuff was filmed in Wilmington and does, does not did not think? But I guess that the DeLoren, what do you, how do you say that? DeLoren? No, De or it's uh, De Laurentis. De Laurentis. Yep. There it was. Hiding out. So, yeah, that, um, that was, um, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm enjoying it.
Hiding Out was made for about $7 million, and it grossed just over $7 million at the box office. Despite its break-even box office performance, the movie would find a larger audience on cable and in home video. As for its stars, well, John Cryer continues to appear in film and television with great success, as does his leading lady, Annabeth Gish, and his co-star, Keith Coogan. This week, in addition to this audio movie commentary episode, we are presenting a bonus episode. Garrett and I interview actors Barry and Lori Bell, also known as Lori Lindbergh. They are a husband and wife acting team uh, based, well, originally they were based out of North Carolina. Lori actually plays the waitress in the diner scene in Hiding Out. And she also starred as a party guest in Weekend at Bernie's, which was another movie we covered back in episode 20. Lori's husband, Barry, appeared as Steve in Maximum Overdrive, which was another movie we covered back in episode 22. In addition to being terrific actors, Lori was one of my professors in college, as I mentioned in the episode um, tonight for Hiding Out. I worked with Barry uh, during uh, the late 80s uh, in summer repertory theater uh, through the college where I was attending. So this interview is really the first time I've spoken to them since my college days, and it was a lot of fun talking to them about their careers, the work on their films, and just learning a little bit about what they're up to. So be sure to check out that bonus episode this week. We hope you uh, enjoy it, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast. To learn more about us, visit us on Instagram at the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast. Support for the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast is made available by listeners like you. Your monthly donations help keep the podcast running, delivering episodes about the movies we all love. To learn more about how you can support the podcast, check out the link in the show notes. And until next time... Thanks for listening.